Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. What evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> now, the Cary Salt Company, producer of salt for every farm and home use, brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. In just a minute, today's exciting adventure will begin. And that minute is just time enough to remind you that good food tastes oh so much better when it's properly seasoned with Carrie's Brown Package Table Salt. Yes, sir, that's true, for Carrie Salt is different. Carrie Salt is deep penetrating. That's right, Carrie Salt is different. Carrie Salt is deep penetrating. You see, Carrie Salt is extra refined. Its good, pure flavor goes deep down into the heart of food. Yes, Carrie Salt always carries the flavor. So, of course, it makes good food taste better. Get Carrie's Table Salt at your favorite food store in the round black box with a bright red band. It comes either iodized for added health protection or plain. But now, the shadow. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago on the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Makeup for Murder. Margot, darling, I hate to have to walk you home so late at night through this part of town. It's pretty gruesome, isn't it, Lamont? I can see now why they call it Beggar's Row. Well, I guess most of the poor beggars in town sleep in these old flop houses. Mm-hmm. I wonder why Shreve is there. You told him to come back to the party and pick us up. Well, he probably got a fare that took longer than he expected. Besides, I don't think anyone will bother us in this get-up. <laughs> you look frightening, darling. Thanks, Angel. <laughs> you look horrible, too. Well, we should be very proud of our costumes and make up one first prize. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a wonderful idea, holding a hard time party in a vacant saloon. It wasn't it? Lamont. What is it, darling? Look, there's a man crouched in that doorway. He's got a club in his hand. Hey, there, don't move. Well, it's only an old beggar. Oh. Hey, listen, mister, how about leaving the poor old man have a little change, huh? Using that stick for a cane, darling. You heard me, mister, I... <laughs> That's a good one. How about leaving me have a little change, says I, to a couple of bums worse off than myself. I'm sorry to bother you, stranger. They call me soft shoe. I used to be a hooker, see? That's before I fell and twisted both me legs. Ah, that's okay, soft shoe. We all make mistakes. They call me flipper. Used to be in show business, too, an acrobat, see? That's why I took one flip too many, you know. Uh, uh, Looking for a spot to flop, huh? 
Yeah. Well, keep away from the graveyard if you know what's best for you. Graveyard? That's what we call Mike's flop house. Oh. There's ten of us died there in the last two months. But I got away in time, see, before it got me. Or what got you, Softshoe? Whatever is killing off them other poor bums. It's murder, that's what it is. But I got away. Yeah, you're off your nuts, Softshoe. Nobody's out to kill poor beggars like us. Yes, they are. I know. I got proof, see. Yeah, what proof, Softshoe? Oh, no. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm not getting myself into no trouble. I'm just lucky I got away. <laughs> I, I, I'm just lucky. I, What's the matter? I, uh, I, I'm lucky, yeah. I'm lucky I got away. Lamont. Dead, Lamont. Look, there, there's a bar up ahead, Larry's Saloon. Go there and call the police. I'll wait here with the body. Right, darling. Be sure to ask for Commissioner Weston. The way we look tonight, any cop who doesn't know us would probably throw us in jail. <laughs> Want to have a look at Softshoe's body, Margot? Well, he is satisfied now, Lamont. Not a mark of violence on him. But he did say it was murder, Commissioner. These bombs always blame somebody else for whatever happens to him, Margot. Any trouble, even death. He said there were other murders in that flop house. Ten in the past two months. He said he had proof it was murder. Well, maybe he had a fight with the owner and got thrown out. Why did he get the owner in trouble? Ah, they're a tricky lot. They all live on pipe dreams. Now, Softshoe was afraid of something real. If you'd seen him, heard him oh, in Oh, right, Lamont. Wait till we get the coroner's report and we'll see. Can I drive you and Margot home? You can take Margot with you. I think I'll try and find that flop house Softshoe told us about. Darling, why don't you wait until we see what the coroner says? What a funny feeling that Softshoe is telling the truth. I know, Commissioner. You think I can't resist playing detective, especially in this get-up. <laughs> I understand, Lamont, and if anything should come to light and you need help, you can count on me. By the way, what did you say was the name of that place? Mike's flop house. Better known among us bums as the graveyard. Hi, Mike. Got a bed for tonight? Huh? How'd you know me? I never seen you before. They call me Flipper. Used to be an acrobat. You're all filled up tonight, Flipper. Oh, you got one empty bunk. Soft shoe won't be back anymore. Soft shoe? What's happened to him? He kicked off ten minutes ago right in the street. Soft shoe did? Mm. Oh, poor devil. The police pick him up, his body, I mean? Yeah. Well, I'll call him in the morning. See that he gets a decent burial anyway. Why, Soft shoe a special friend of yours? No, I just feel sorry for him, that's all. I try to see that all the bums around here get a decent burial. You got a soft heart, Mike. Yeah, and a soft head, too, I guess. But the only time these poor bums look peaceful and happy is when they're laying in their coffins, dead. Mike, Mike, you got a dime for a cup of coffee. You don't need no more of that coffee you drink, Smokey. Now get back to bed. Yeah, who's that? Yeah, we call him Smokey. Just another beggar, little screwier than the rest. I wrote a new poem, Mike, just for you. No more poems, Smokey. No, you're, you're going to like this one, Mike. Listen, men may come, men may go. Mike will see they go quick. Roll, one, roll. <laughs> Top gets back to bed. Got any, any more poems, Smokey? Sure, I have, have friends. You like them, huh? Minnie's his sweetheart, Minnie's Mike's wife. 
Minnie will pat you on the back with a knife. You crazy bum. Uh, look who's standing in the door. Mike, are you going to let that bum make up poems like that about me? Minnie and Mike, uh, man and wife, they don't think nothing of a beggar's love. Shut him up, Mike. Get him out of this room. Come on, Smokey. Back to bed with you. I got more poems to recite. You I... heard what I said. No, no, get back Mike, to bed. So I didn't mean nothing Come on. wrong, Mike. No, no. I tell you to get out of here. Not that, Mike. Come on. Please, please, please. I told you. Hey. Mike handles that guy pretty rough, don't he? Maybe he does. What's it to you? Nothing. Nothing right now. That'll keep that crazy bum quiet. Hey, how about that room, Mike? Huh? Is he staying here? I don't like him. He's too nosy. Got any more poems, Smokey? Yeah. He is kind of nosy, ain't he? Okay, get out, flipper. Scram. Oh, gee, Mike, I got no other place to go. You heard what Mike said? Go on. Scram. <laughs> I thought Commissioner Weston took you home. Oh, I was worried about you, so I called Sweezy and he brought me down here in his cab. He's down the street. You would have had a long way, darling. I nearly stayed at Mike's place all night. All night in that place? Whatever for, darling? Something strange going on there. I'm sure of that now. An old bum they call Smokey's been reciting poetry. Poetry? Oh, now, darling. I'm serious, Margot. He knows something. In his own crazy way, he knows some secret. Secret the proprietor and his wife would rather he kept to himself. Wait a minute, someone's coming. Please. Smokey, darling. I gotta find someone to help me. Hey, Smokey, what's wrong? Don't you remember me? Huh? You. Who are you? Flipper, you remember? You've just been reading your poetry to me. Yeah, you look familiar. Lamont, there is something wrong with you. Yeah, I got a new poem, Flipper, just made it up. You never know who your friends are. That someone wrote. I know who my friends are. They just cut me. Smokey, what's wrong? That heavy scarf around his throat, Lamont, and his blood. They tried to kill me. Who tried to kill you, Smokey? It was... It was... He's uh, falling. I got him. He just fainted. Get Shrevey, Margo. We've got to get Smokey to a hospital right away. Come on, darling. We can go up and see Smokey now. Did the doctor think he could save him? That his constitution was made of zinc. He was even reciting poetry under the anesthetic. Oh. Do you think Mike did it? Mike or his wife, Minnie? You're seven, isn't it, Mrs. Yes. Well, let's see if we can get Smokey to say something sensible in prose this time. Come on. There's an empty. Wait a minute. Window's open. He used the seat for a rope. Why would he want to escape? He was safe here. Where would he go? I don't know, Margot. I guess he wanted to get back home for some reason. Back to that flop house? That's where he was nearly killed. Why would he go back there, Walter? I don't know. He must have had a very good reason. It might be the reason behind all the murders at the graveyard, Margot. Being 
That's right. Time to announce the two winners of the Carousel Contest for the week ending November 15th. A gorgeous $100 17-jewel Harmon gold watch goes to each of them, just for writing an interesting letter about Carousel. The lady's watch goes to Mrs. Gus Du Bois of Atumwa, Iowa. In her winning letter, Mrs. Du Bois gives what she calls a very dependable recipe for canning corn. She mixes 20 cups of sweet corn, one scant cup of sugar, and one scant cup of Carousel. She lets this stand for 15 minutes and then processes for 35 minutes in a pressure cooker. Sounds easy? Yes, and I'll bet it tastes mighty good, too. Now, here's an unusual use for Kerry's smoke salt. The fine Kerry salt to give cured meats that old-fashioned smoke flavor. It's from D.R. Crowley, Jr. of 331 Ridgemont in San Antonio. He sprinkles Kerry's smoke salt around and atop anthills, and in 12 hours, he says, the ants are completely eliminated. Congratulations to both winners. And folks, if you'd like to win one of these beautiful watches, listen for the easy rules later in this program. Meanwhile, remember, there's a fine carry salt for every farm and home use. There's deep penetrating Carrie's table salt, Carrie's meat curing salt, Carrie's mineral supplement salt, and many others. Always look for the white bag box or cotton with a bright red band. But now, back to the shadow. In their attempts to solve the mystery of the strange deaths in the flop house, the notorious beggar's roll. Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane find themselves in the room of the owner's wife. And here they find the latest victim, a beggar named Smokey, who attacks Lamont with a broken bottle. Lamont, he's got your cheek, it's bleeding. He's got his arms now. I won't let you take my money. I'll have a good burial. I'll see I'm buried right. Not, not like the other Smokey. You'll have a 
a good burial, all right, Smokey. He's dead. Yes, darling. Jane. He might have lived if he hadn't come back for this money. Fortune here, Margot, in these bottles. Come on. Someone coming down the hall. It's a woman's footsteps. Minnie must be coming back. We've got to get out. I want you to go, darling, quickly. Down that fire escape. Oh, what about you? Don't worry about me. Minnie won't see Lamont Cranston. It'll be the voice of the shadow who greets her. <laughs> My money. Money you stole from the beggars, Minnie? <laughs> Whose voice is that? The voice of the shadow, Minnie. Shadow? What kind of a gag is this? Where are you? Shadow is everywhere and nowhere, Minnie. Perhaps the shadow was here when Smokey died. Perhaps he knows that you killed Smokey. He had to do it. He got too smart. He knew too much for his own good. Yes, Minnie, but there's someone else still alive who knows your secret. Someone else? Who? The bum they call Flipper. Flipper. He knows you've got all this money, and he knows how you got it. He'll get it from you. He'll blackmail you just the way Smokey was going to do. Dirty bum, he won't get a cent. How can you stop him? He knows you killed those poor beggars. He'll stop that bum. He'll do it. The professor will find a way. Professor? Who is this professor, Minnie? He's the one who put me up to this. He's my friend. He'll take care of that nosy bum. What will you both do, Minnie? Kill Flipper as you kill the rest? Sure, the professor will take care of him, all right? Very well, Minnie. Tell this professor what's happened. And get Flipper just the way you got the other bombs. Let <laughs> me in, Professor, quick. Well, Minnie, my flower, what are you doing here in my workshop at this time of night? There's something I've got to tell you, Professor. Well, you're under, my precious. Wait, I'll light a lamp. No, never mind about the light. Listen to me. My terror, you're trembling. Listen, a voice just come to me and told me somebody knows we killed them beggars and stole their money. A voice? Oh, come now, my rose petal. I tell you, I heard a voice. I found my bottles broken and the money all over the floor. A voice said that a bum named Flipper was going to blackmail us and get our money away from us. Come, sugar, you're just imagining things. I heard the voice, I tell you. I... Wait. Just then I felt like there was someone here in your workroom with us. Your nerves are just stunning. What was that? What are you talking about? work table just moved. Then I could swear. How could it, Tulip? You don't see anyone, do you? No. Maybe I'm just jumpy. I guess that voice kind of left. <laughs> Professor, look. Those little bottles on your shelf, they just moved. Well, it must have been just the wind. <laughs> see? Just blew the door closed. Yeah, but I heard somebody laugh. You're imagining things. You're... I do say, Blossom, this is odd. What's odd, Professor? I know I had eight bottles of my stuff on this shelf tonight. Now it seems they're only seven. Well, good morning, Mr. Weston. Good morning, Lamont. Well, you look happy. Whose canary have you swallowed this time? No one's yet, Commissioner. Just looking forward to the meal. Tell me, could you have this analyzed for me? What is that? Looks like a little bottle of paint or colored ink. Could be. I stole it from the workshop of an artist a little while ago. What are you acting so smug about? Come on, Lamont, let's have the news. 
You're still after Mike, owner of the graveyard? Not this time, Commissioner. I doubt if Mike is even in on the deal now. But I was right about those bums being murdered. All I need now, Commissioner, is the evidence. Coincidentally, you said you had photographs of all the beggars who died taken at the morgue. Could I see them? Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting photographs. Now, wait a second, Cranston, before you get any ideas. I've checked on those deaths, and all of them were listed as having died from natural causes. If you can call bad liquor a natural cause of death. I'm afraid you're mistaken, Commissioner. And I think I can prove it. Because I'm next on the list to be killed as they were. What are you talking about? Commissioner, give me 24 hours to set a little trap. I'll get the killer for you. Using myself as bait. Professor, that flipper guy. Control yourself, precious. We'll have to What are you going to do? Give him the usual routine. Worked on the others, work on him. Well, good evening, stranger. How about a drink with us? This is my natal day. Yeah, what's a natal day? My birthday. My birthday, stranger. Oh, yeah. I'm called Professor. Uh, and what may your name be? My name may be Flipper. Oh, that's good enough for us. Three shots, bartender. One double. I don't need nobody to buy me a drink. Just for friendship's sake, friend. There's nothing like friendship in this world today. That's right. We all need to be friends. Yeah, you've got something there, lady. We all need friends. Friends we can trust. Thank you, sir. The double shot to me, bartender. <clears throat> well, here's to friendship. How about it, brother? To friendship, the three of us. Okay, here's to friendship, the three of us. Make yourself at home. Hey, where are we? Hmm? At my studio, Mr. Flipper. Don't you remember? We got thrown out of the bar. Oh, that's right. They were closed. The professor's <laughs> got a jug stowed away here. Yeah. Coming up, my dear. Coming up. Give Flipper another drink. Oh, no, no more for me, Professor. No more. Hey, this is just a nice little workshop you've got here. Professor's a fine artist. Uh, one of the finest in the world. Here. Here are some of my pictures. Hmm. Oh, I wish I had a beautiful picture like that. How would you like me to give one to the flipper? Oh, no, I couldn't. He won't charge you a cent for it, will you, Professor? You mean you'd give me one free? Gladly, gladly. Which would you like? Let's see. Oh, I like this one with the swords and the snakes. Oh, how about this? For friendship, the clasp and over the key. Oh, no. Mm. I think I like this one better, the... Skull and crossbones. Well, that's not very appropriate, is it? No. How about the friendship design, brother? It's just the right size. French. Okay. Okay. Turn your chair around a little, Flipper. Yeah, how's this? Get it over quick. I'm nervous as a Now, where would you like it, Mr. Flipper? Like it? Oh, how about right across my chest here? Well, now, we usually reserve that space for something much bigger. Now, right here on your arm. Would just fit here. On the inside of my arm, don't show so well there. Hand me the needle quickly, Minnie. Turn it on. Now, this won't hurt much at all, Flipper. Hurry up, Professor. 
Don't hurt much either. Oh! Uh, let me try the needle on you first, for friendship's sake. No, no, stop him, Minnie. Get off of him, you crazy bum. What are you afraid of, Professor? Dying of blood poisoning like the other bums? Hey, you ain't no bum. Okay, sir. Clever, weren't you, Professor? You got them drunk, offered them the friendship design free, and tattooed them with poisoned ink. Good work, Lamont. We saw the whole thing. I think you have all the evidence you need now, Commissioner. Yes, but you won't have me. Lamont, he grabbed the bottle of poison ink. He's drinking it, Professor! Too late. It's too late for me. I'm dying. No! Forgive me my sins. I'm leaving this world. That's right, Professor, but not just now. Uh, Say farewell to all my friends. Say farewell. Come on, Professor. Get up off the floor. Huh? Lamont, he swallowed the poison ink. All he swallowed was colored water, Margot. What? I switched the poison bottle earlier this evening. Well, I do need to relax after that excitement, darling, but I wish we hadn't come back here to Larry's saloon. Well, Margot, I couldn't very well go to any of our usual spots dressed in these clothes. Oh, no. It is true, then, Lamont, that Mike was completely innocent of what was going on. Yes, Margot. Minnie, the professor, and Smokey are the guilty ones. Smokey found out which of the beggars carried their life savings around on their persons and told Minnie. Is that it? Yes, and she and the professor got them drunk into the studio and offered them a free tattoo sample. Just as they did you. But how did you guess about the tattoo marks causing the death, darling? Well, I saw Softshoe's body and noticed his friendship tattoo. When I saw the photographs of the others, I noticed they had the same design on the same place. All the tattoos were done on the inner arm over the largest vein, so the poison would be carried directly into the bloodstream. Oh, but didn't the commissioner say they all died of natural causes? If you can call bad liquor a natural cause, is what he said, Marco. Oh. Hawkins and Minnie were smart enough to disguise the poison with all the rotten liquor they could get into them. Oh, I see. Well, I'm glad it's all over. I am too, Marco. From now on, no more masquerading or makeup. They just get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bud, ain't I seen you in this bar before? Ain't you the guy they call Flipper? Why, yes, I... Darling? Well, ain't you? Uh, no, no. Uh, my name is Lamont Cranston. I never heard of this Flipper. Never heard of him before in my life. Would you like to win a gorgeous $100 17-jewel Harmon Gold wristwatch? It's easy to do in the Carisol Company's new contest. You bet. Carisol is giving away two of these beautiful watches. One man's watch and one lady's watch every week. An easy-to-write interesting letter will win. Listen to these rules. First, write 100 words or less describing some new and unusual way of using any Carisol product. Second, print your name and address on your entry. Third, mail to Carries, C-A-R-E-Y-S. Carisol in care of this station. That's all. Nothing to buy. No box stops to send in. You can write about deep-penetrating Carrie's round package table salt or Carrie's mineral supplement salt or any Carrie salt product. Letters postmarked before midnight Friday will be judged in this week's contest and winners announced three weeks from today. The judges' decisions are final. All letters become Carrie's property. In case of ties, duplicate prizes will be awarded. Remember, the man and woman who write the most interesting letters describing some new and unusual way of using any Carrie salt product will each win a gorgeous $100 wristwatch. Send your letter to Carrie Salt in care of this station. Better jot that address down now. It's Carrie Salt in care of this station. Mail your letter today. Carrie is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that 
The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, the Carrie Soft Company brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Meanwhile, remember, there's a Carrie Soft for every farm and home use. Look for the package with the bright red band. And here's a reminder. Do you attend church regularly? There's a place for you and your talents in the church of your choice. Be a part of United Church Canvas. Broadcasting